This episode is brought to you by Lust Minerals. Save $20 using the code some would say for orders over 50. Hey guys, it's so good to be back. Been away as you probably realize. So I hope you missed me. Yeah, how the bloody hell are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever too. I know. Actually, I haven't seen you since I got back, have I? No. Which was only like seven days ago, but still. I haven't seen you all August. Wow. Oh, weird. We see each other so much too. So when there is space, like it feels really odd. Yeah, after like a week, we're like, hey. Yeah. (laughs) What what you doing? Yeah. Um, No, I'm I'm good. I've, gee, so much has happened. I've, I've. I had two week a two week break in New Zealand. We went. I went snowboarding for the first time. I uh, saw snow for the first time in general. That was epic. Um, yeah, I. It's funny. I don't. I was saying to so many people this week. Like, I don't feel um, refreshed at, like, as such. Like after my holiday, and that's such a thing to say. Like, oh, I need a holiday for my holiday. But like, you know, some times you travel and it's kind of just exhausting <laughs> and other times yeah. it's an actual holiday like Bali I always say if you want a relaxing holiday go to fucking Bali yeah like, that is the only time I've ever felt relaxed on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I know because in Europe so far away from us you feel like you need to like utilize every second of every day yeah, yeah. even if it is you know like a coastal hol- Europe holiday yeah you, it's still not relaxing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah feels and you turned another year older I did. I turned 27 last Sunday. Feeling good. We're celebrating my birthday tomorrow with the gals. So, um, yeah, I'm going to Hellenica at the Kalal. Can't wait for a chili mug and a Prosec. Like, give it to me today. Hopefully it's beautiful weather. As long as I don't have a kidney infection like last year, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's only up from here. Seriously, what else can go wrong? Well, before we get on with today's topic, um, we will do our go on then, which is our weekly wrap up of something we've been listening to, something that challenged us and something that made us feel good. Uh, you kick things off, Laz, because I did all the talking last week. So I want to hear what's been happening in your world. Obsessed with Beyonce's new album, um, Renaissance so good I can I've there's not many albums lately that I actually enjoy every track but I've been literally loving almost every single track on there um and (laughs) in particular that super clubby summary break my soul um song like it's so good and I saw this yeah I saw this meme yesterday I think I sent it to you and it was like me me jamming to the new Beyonce knowing damn well some light criticism and an email will force me to tears tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so funny when I <laughs> hilarious I haven't listened to the album I've heard like songs here and there and I'm like oh that's a that's a new song but I haven't like yeah haven't gotten on the train you gotta get on the train and you also have to listen to it more than once because the first time I listened to it um you know we're in that world of instant gratification where we want to like things instantly and if we don't then we shove it to the side but I was like no you know what I'm gonna do that thing that we used to do like listening to Triple J, you'd be forced to like hear stuff all the time and start to like it, as you said um, the other week. And that's what I did. I listened to it like two, three times. And by the third time I'd listened to the album, I was like, oh, 
my god this is a banger that's a banger that's a team <laughs> like it was so good and so now like yep loving the whole thing it's awesome love how good I need to get on it i was reading one of like the reviews because i'm like that nerd that reads like album reviews and i was reading like how it was it's kind of representative of coming out of covid and like all the things we missed like celebration and dancing and like party because it's it's very it's very electronic and dancey for Beyonce like you know she's done stuff like that in the past obviously but Mm. like yeah very much just about having a good time and like living the best life oh it's amazing you've got to listen to it on the drive up to Brisbane tomorrow what have you been listening to Mills? I have been listening to I've got a little Netflix recommendation um it's called Uncoupled have you seen it? No. Oh, it's so good. So it's ba- it's kind of like it's kind of like Sex in the City, but it's two um two gay guys and one of them breaks up with the other one unexpectedly and then it's just kind of like his dating experience as a 40 plus like gay man out in the world again. It's really good. And it's very easy to watch as well. The only bad thing is there's only eight episodes and it's like, you know, one of those Netflix series where they don't have the rest of the seasons yet. It's just like a quick thing. It's like, what was the one that you recommended? I think it might've been on Stan. Everything I know about love. It's like that. And it ends and you're like, wait, I need more. Like it needs to keep going. But that's probably the desired effect that they're going for. I know. Then they got yeah, you. They got, they got you real good. They fucking got me. That's for sure. So, yeah, definitely definitely go and check that one out on Netflix. Cool. Um, this week my challenge was so, as I've discussed in previous episodes, I am a wedding celebrant and the way the wedding industry works, just like um, a lot of a lot of businesses that require invoicing your clients, is that you take you often take a deposit and you take it in advance, um, so that they that couple have locked me in for sometimes up to eighteen to eighteen months to two years in advance, and that no one else can take that date. So it's like your little kind of like a little safety net of like there's a little bit of money to say hey thanks for holding that date for me and I've never ever had um, an issue with the fact that my deposits are non-refundable just like most um, people in the wedding industry and the other day I had a couple and they called me to say oh look we've we've actually had a friend of ours become a celebrant Um, and they only booked me three months ago so it all seemed a bit sus and last minute but anyway we've had a friend of ours become a celebrant and um, we're actually going to go with them because um you know I have heaps of anxiety being up at the front and I just want to be comfortable like not that I don't feel comfortable with you but blah 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 and I was like oh totally like that's so fair enough like no worries at all and I kind of just said on the call like yeah you know, just a reminder that you know the deposit was non-refundable but um I'll just double check that you haven't paid me the rest of the balance and so I had a look it was confirmed no they hadn't paid me anything else so that's fine I was like oh well, all the best like I wish you well and we kind of le- left it at that and then an hour later I get this message from um the bride saying after discussing this with my partner we've actually decided that um, we would like the deposit back especially because we didn't see it anywhere that that is your you know terms and just let me get to that back to that in a second and then um and because we're booking because we're cancelling more than a year in advance we feel like this is fair so if you could deposit that back you know that would be great thanks something along those lines and I, and I just went straight to my um 
my signed contract with them that they electronically sign online that I send to all my couples that states very clearly, you know, non-refundable deposits. Um, and and the, the quote that they accepted that says also non-refundable and I just saved PDFs and like emailed it straight back to her and, and sent her a text saying, oh, look, I've just, you know, I've just sent through um, the signed contract and the accepted quote um, that you signed back in May, um, you know, explain how the wedding industry works and I tried to do it in a professional manner as much as possible, but inside I was just like boiling because oh, I was just like, and, and she actually ended up being really gracious and, and responding with, oh, thanks for explaining that, like no worries, um, which, I, you know, I thought was really lovely. She could have just ignored me altogether or tried to kick up a storm. But um, it just really bothered me that, um, you know, people treat those kind of jobs as so like they can barter yeah like I'm I'm not a bloody market stall with like (laughs) sarongs that like do you know what I mean like I'm me I am my business like I it's my livelihood like to it's part of my livelihood and if I and I explained to her that if I didn't take dates in advance and and turned other couples away like you know I would just not survive um so anyway that just that was my challenge for the week just navigating that frustration and and not wanting to come across in a rude or unprofessional manner because it's never happened to me before but yeah that that really kind of got under my skin oh I can imagine I swear anyone that tries to negotiate rates at you know whatever the sort of industry is Mitch has it like surprisingly has it all the time with hair like people will come in and be like you know can you do can you do a full fucking scalp bleach for like a hundred dollars or like whatever the whatever the price is and he's like no this these are the rates like sorry like don't try and barter with me kind of thing I find yeah. it, and I think a lot of the time it does happen in the wedding industry I don't know why and and just the, the audacity in the COVID climate as well. Like we have just come out of one of the worst financial times in my life and like this person Which has the nerve to be like, actually, can I have my deposit back? No. Imagine if I did yeah. that to everyone. Like and it's a change of mind. It's not like it's not like there's um, extenuating circumstances where, you know, they've had a f- – member of the family pass away or of course like I have my take my money like if that's the case please but like no you're not just going to change your mind on me three months after booking and then expect Mm. anyway rant over good on you for standing your ground what challenge you Mills well my challenge is you know that meme there's there's so many of them that goes around but it's like someone's like frazzled and like trying to like hold a coffee and like hold a laptop and hold a bag and all this stuff and it's like yeah. me trying to like socialise, like excel in my career and like all the things that you're trying to do. Honestly, <laughs> cannot relate to that me more than right now. I just feel like I'm really struggling to fit everything in and I don't know, I think I've just had a few like social things. For example, last week was a short week because we went to Sydney. So those mid midweek sort of like luxury social things really sort of throw me out but it's all well and good it's just yeah mm. feeling like feeling like I can't fit everything in and I'm just trying to find the balance of feeling satisfied and content I feel like they're my two words that I'm trying 
to feel at the moment and I just have to keep trying just to see like what works for me. It's a constant juggling act. I think we think we like when we're having a good week, it's like, oh, life will stay like this forever, you know, but it's just not the case, guys. No, there's always something that throws a spanner in the works or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think it's learning to recognize that it's okay to have those weeks and just not seeing it as like everything's falling apart. It's just a shitty week and next week will probably be better, (laughs) you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, What was my feel good? Well, obviously birthdays are pretty cool. Um, (laughs) That was a feel good for me. I woke up. So we got back from New Zealand on Friday evening and my birthday was on the Sunday. So we kind of had the Saturday to chill a bit. Um, Will had booked for my birthday like an Airbnb at the beach because my, my, one of my favorite things to do on my birthday is like either have a coffee on the beach or have a beer on the beach. Like one of those two things. It's only really – I've really realized that in recent years but I just love being there. It feels like I'm being like productive on my birthday <laughs> by doing one of those two things. So he listened to me like months ago and decided to book um, – that thing as a surprise, like at, at Lennox Head and Airbnb. So we went and woke up at the beach and had coffees and watched the surfers and saw some dolphins and that was so special. And then we went and um, he organised a surprise lunch with my family on the Sunday as well near my, my hometown, like on our way back up to Brisbane. And I knew I'd be seeing like mum like at some point that day but like I didn't know what the plan was so like yeah it was just so nice to have like my siblings there and there was like a carrot cake and we had really nice lunch oh how good that's yeah. so nice and I got I got another ear piercing in Byron like on our way back yeah how's it going um yeah it's actually healing really well it was my first time I felt like such a pork chop because I said to him I was like I said to the piercer guy, I was like, are you going to use a gun? And he's like, no, they only do that in the chemist, mate. Like he's got like tattoos and oh, like true. piercings all over him. And he's like, no, they only, they only do that on the chemist. When was the last time you had your ears pierced? I was like, <laughs> like when I was nine. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, but I, because I had a double piercing on one side, like two lobes, yeah. two two lobes, two piercings on one of my lobes and then just one on the other. So I got my second one done. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's not that exciting, but it's exciting feeling for me. Feeling fab, feeling fresh. What colour jewellery do you wear? Do you, are you a mixture gal? It's funny you say that. I've always been silver, but in the last 12 months I've been moving towards gold. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do really like gold now. Um, and I always thought it never suited my skin tone, but apparently it does. So. Oh, I love it. I love a bit of gold. What was your feel good? Well, uh, it wasn't my birthday, <laughs> but uh, happened to be on your birthday on the Sunday. Mitch and I just had like the most wholesome day. We, what did we do? We just had like a bit of a sleep in and then we made French toast with like delicious market bread um, sourdough and coconut yogurt and just like was so delicious. And then we had to go, I had to go to Rubina. And I was like, should we buy it? Should we buy a board game? And then we were like, yeah, let's do that. And so we bought Scrabble and I, I don't know if I was telling you, no, I think I was telling you off air, we pushed our like outside veranda stuff all together. So it's kind of like a big day bed before they were sort of separate, like chairs and uh, like a co- like a table, but they were all at the same height. So you can push it together mm. and it's like a big bed. 
Anyways, we did that and we were just like, fuck, this is the best idea ever. Like, why have we not done this before? So we're sitting out there, like beautiful beach views, playing Scrabble. Mitch won, of course. Like, I don't know how he won Scrabble. Of all games, (laughs) I was like, surely I've got this in the bag. Like, marketing, I do copywriting all the time. Like, surely I can think of some fucking sick words. No, Mitch beats me yet again. He's like the most competitive person. Um, but anyways, not triggered by that at all. And <laughs> clearly, <laughs> and then we made some dinner. It was just like such a wholesome, such a wholesome day. And we, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was playing Scrabble or what, but I had the best night's sleep that night. You know, when you play games and they kind of like mentally fatigue you. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like stimulating, but also therapeutic. It's not like simulating as if you're scrolling on your phone or something like that. Anyway, that was the world's longest go on then, but we had a lot to catch up on. So <laughs> unlike my one last week, it went for like two seconds. It was a goodie. If you haven't checked it out, Amelia did a solo episode um, while I was away on books for your mental health. So go and have a gaze. Yep. Check it out. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today... We are talking about lessons that we've learned whilst living with housemates slash having housemates. I feel like we're at a good age to say we know what we're talking about as well because I think we both we both moved out at 18 and I'm 27 now, you're about to be. And in that time, I was just counting before how many ha- share houses I've lived in. Yeah, I was going to say, you've lived in, you've had a fair few housemates. Okay, in Brisbane... I have lived in Alderley, Ashgrove, Petrie Terrace, Hurston, West End, New Farm, and now Cooperoo. That's seven houses in, it'll be 10 years in January. Like, that's pretty wow. ridiculous. And I'd just like to caveat that by saying it's not because I'm a bad housemate that I've had to move <laughs> so many times. It's usually just like, oh, you know, when you're young and you're living in share houses, things change all the time. Like people move away, like circumstances mm. change, people move in that you don't like and then you, yeah, there's all kinds of factors. But I can't believe how many I've lived in. How many have you lived in? Um, well, when I first moved out of home, I lived in Labrador, which I nearly died at. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if you don't know, Labrador is also nicknamed Stabrador. <laughs> So our neighbours were really interesting. We've got some <laughs> great stories to tell of that. And then I moved to Blake Street, which was in Southport. Then I moved in with Mitch and then lived with just Mitch and I for years. And then we moved into Mitch's mum whilst we were looking for to buy a house. Um, and he's got heaps of siblings. So it was basically like I was in a share house. And then now living where we are now. So... How many is that? Like five, four or five? So not not that many. And I feel like I haven't like experienced the plethora of people. <laughs> Besides my early 20s, it's always sort of been like family or, you know, my partner. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like between us, we'll still have plenty of hot tips for young players that we can share. And yeah, as I was reminiscing on all the times and all the share houses I've lived in, you know, there's been some scandals 
the dramas you know getting with roommates and like having I was like sneaking upstairs in my socks so the housemates couldn't hear me sleep over like the other person's room and then like getting up early enough that no one knew because like you didn't want to make the dynamic weird yeah yeah there was some there was some interesting times so many stories I could tell but we'll leave we'll say that for another episode let's chat lessons we've learnt while living in share houses I think something that shocks a lot of people is how much our skin actually absorbs and that it's our biggest organ. One of the best mineral makeup and skincare companies we found is Lust Minerals. It's Australian owned and made and with a foundation sold every minute, it's no surprise they've nailed the combo of long lasting yet lightweight coverage. Let's be honest, we've all tried some form of natural skincare that promises the world but does bugger all. Oh my God, it feels like you're smearing peanut butter all over your face. With Lust Minerals, we've found natural skincare with real results. Don't take our word for it. Head to their Instagram to see their incredible before and afters. Save yourself $20 by using the code some would say on all orders over 50. What is the first lesson that you have learned, Mills? The first lesson that I feel that needs to be emphasized is <laughs> don't be that annoying person who doesn't pay their half. You know those people and They'll use the toilet paper. They'll happily use everything that's communal, but then not fucking chip in or like not just go and buy it one time. <laughs> it's so annoying. Or <laughs> maybe it's not communal and it's literally like you have your share, say, for example, of internet and they don't pay on time or they like keep forgetting to pay. There's just like nothing worse than money issues in, a re- in any sort of relationship. I feel like... Honestly, just get your shit sorted, pay your half and you'll be sweet. Yeah, and sort that shit out at the start. Don't make it a conversation later. Um, can confirm Splitwise is the best app of all time. If you're living with share, share, house, um, yes. share house, we use that at home and it's the best thing. It's like you just pop in what you've paid for. It yes. calculates what everyone owes. Like it's just the best. But yeah, that is such a good one. Yeah, honestly, because money, it just like fucking is so, no one wants to talk about it. And like, fair enough. It's just, I don't know, just be a good human and pay your shit. (laughs) Or you go back to use, like, obviously there are some things in a share house that, you know, you're happy to make it communal, like honey or butter, you know, those like little things in the kitchen. But if you go back to use, or milk, you go back to use the last bit of milk and there's none in there, but they've left the carton in the fridge. Oh, don't. Don't That's even get started. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's as long as you, Haley and I, my friend Haley, we used to live together. We always used to say, if you're going to do that, just leave enough for, so that that last person has enough of one serving. And then that that's it. You know, that's that's fine. Don't fucking leave the empty carton in the fridge. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, <laughs> oh, God, that grinds my gears. All right, what's yours? What's your first one? This one is subjective, but I have heard it from a lot of people and sources actually, and it's that living with friends can change the friendship. And I stand by that. It doesn't mean the friendship can't go back to the way it was, but – just because they're your friend, just because you have fun with them on the weekends, just because they're a good listener, mm. like they're there for you, doesn't mean that they're right as a housemate. And often I've actually met a lot of my friends in Brisbane. Like I didn't know many people when I moved here. I didn't know anyone actually. And I've met them either through hospitality jobs or flatmates.com. 
Mm. And if you become friends with someone while living together, great, perfect. But if you already know them and then you try to maintain that friendship in a house, very different dynamic here we're talking about. So Haley, who I just mentioned before, one of my best friends, we were like, yes, so excited to live together when the opportunity came up. And like it wasn't bad. We didn't have a bad experience, but we just took each other for granted. Like we no longer made the effort. And we always used to do weeknight dinners, like catch up like all the time. As soon as we lived together, just in routine, just like, yep, hey, how you doing? Oh, bye. Like go to work, shut the door, shower, go to bed. Like don't make an Mm -hmm. effort. Don't talk to each other. And I think that's a trap you can fall into. Enjoy the time you have with them on the weekends or whenever you're seeing them and um, and benefit from the friendships that that develop from living in share houses. Yeah, Mm. that's my number one. So true. It's almost like similar sort of scenario. You know how they say like don't go into business with your friends or family? Mm. Like you know, obviously we're, we've got a podcast. She says as we're on a podcast together. <laughs> no, but we, I think we are the exception because there's so many times that it goes wrong and then mm. ruin friendships and it's the same sort of thing. You've got a friendship expectation and then you've got a housemate expectation and sometimes the two just don't work yeah. together. So, yeah, I feel like that's great advice. Number two for you? Number two, okay, so I asked Mitch what his advice was. <laughs> And this was the only thing he said to me. He said, don't have sex in common areas. <laughs> so he was like, no lounge room sex. I was like, oh, my God, really? That's the only thing you've got to say. Can I just ask what kind of share houses has he lived in? <laughs> I know. Well, he's actually only ever had one roommate aside from me and, you know, living with his family or whatever. Um, and I think that was a rule that they had together. I think they were like, you're not allowed to have sex like on the couch, like in your bedroom. That's the only place. <laughs> oh, Goodness gracious. I can like, you know, I can understand that because if you're sitting down and you're in your couch and you, then someone's like had sex there with something a little bit crusty next to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I, yeah, I can understand. Why did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> So I thought that was a great tip and, you know, one for the one for everyone out there. Do you remember that, like, sex cupboard that you had? It wasn't a sex cupboard. But really, no, and just let me just let me just explain that it wasn't Amelia's personal sex cupboard. It was a house, it was in her house and it was like this this small ass room that was kind of like still a cupboard. It was and like it, a study nook. It was a study nook and it pretty much they didn't put a desk in there. They put like a single futon, but it wasn't. Well, yeah, it was like a futon that was more of like a weird couch. I don't know. Anyway, it they, you just shut. They just shut it into a little study nook and closed the doors. So sometimes I'd sleep over like when we were eighteen, nineteen, and we'd have big nights and like and like someone would always emerge from there in the morning with like another person. A <laughs> what? The Harry Potter like the cupboard. Harry Potter sex cupboard. Version. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, so funny. Anyway. What a time. Um, that was that was a good memory. My number two. This is pretty standard housemaid advice, but it's important. You're not obligated to hang out all the time. I think like even if you get along and, and you're the kind of housemates that like spend a lot of time together and do communal things, like make dinner or watch TV play ball games or whatever, 
like sometimes it can feel awkward when you want to like shut your door and like just have some alone time. I think it's so important to have people who respect those boundaries and um, that you feel comfortable enough with to be able to do that. Because even with my current housemate now, Ali, like we we get along so well, like we'll often like one night a week, like I'll cook, then she'll cook. And we always like often share it together. And yeah, I, I think we both know how, like when the other is like, no, I just want to be alone right now. And it's so important. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've got to say about that one. But just imagine the exhaustion of like feeling the need to always hang out. And I think that's when, when you live with mates, sometimes it's hard to know where that boundary ends. What about you? Yeah, for sure. Okay, number three for me is don't get your parents involved. (laughs) Okay, like I understand that trivial things or that things happen and you might be 18 and your mum and dad like kind of help you out or whatever. But when you're in your 20s and something happens between housemates, don't fucking get your parents involved on like bring them over and like have them having to like mediate situations. Like it's just so not necessary at all. Like you're an adult, you figure this shit out by yourself. You don't have to lean on your parents. And it just, I don't know, it adds, your the parents aren't a part of the house dynamic. It's just rude. And yeah, don't get your parents involved. Speaking of parents and housemates, we actually had back at my West End house, we had this weird as idea. I don't think it was my idea because I definitely wouldn't have come up with this um, to invite all our parents over for like a big combined dinner. And at the time I was like, this is going to be so good. Two of those roommates had just started dating and it was their parents meeting for the first time. So it was pretty much just us on us like sitting in on their parents meeting for the first time date but it was actually just at our house and we couldn't leave when it got awkward (laughs) so it was like literally all our parents from different walks of life different beliefs like different morals like all sitting together just like trying to get along and we were all just like sitting there like about 10 minutes into it going this is the worst idea ever (laughs) um yeah don't do that (laughs) oh man don't assume anyone is paying rent we had this nightmare of a story where back at our ashgrove house um we had a couple with living with us and they moved out prior to the lease ending maybe like 17 weeks or something to be specific um and we just assumed because they said it and we were young and naive that they would continue to pay rent up until the end of lease and we end up getting this email from the real estate saying you are 17 weeks in arrears um, on like this much, like thousands of dollars because of this couple that was sharing together um, who haven't paid. Like you must pay by this date or we'll go to QCAT and like take legal action. <laughs> we were just like so young and so unaware of this stuff. We're like, what do you mean? Like they, they said they'd pay rent. And so it ended up being this huge ordeal where we had to get like we a written payment plan that we both signed. She ended up paying back like one half of the couple ended up paying back all of the rent because they broke up and it was this whole thing. But um, we ended up getting like legal advice and like having to go down this full on hectic track to get our money back because we were all so young 
like uni students. We had no money. A big old kerfuffle. And to make matters worse, the entry condition report like at this particular house, the real estate was so bad at keeping track of who was moving in and who was moving out. We were responsible. We, we were at the end of the lease when we moved out and the, the owners were going to sell the house. And so we were responsible for all the shit that had happened, oh. um, like paint peeling off the wall the fucking veggie garden in the backyard I had to dig up and like remove the chicken wire and like fucking I'm out there with a shovel going for it like trying to get it back to flat ground because that was on the the first entry condition report like they had I had to find and replace this light cover in the bathroom that was the exact same as the one that they'd got when they arrived because the one that there was there now had been replaced by a housemate like so many little things it was nightmare an absolute nightmare so oh my god I can't even imagine that's so stressful keep track of your entry condition reports make sure your real estate's onto it make sure you're signing that shit and like you know you're taking photos of everything in your house it's this in the state it was when you arrived and that you're keeping track of the rent because that is just not something you want to deal with when you're 20 years old and have no money. This is my last one. (laughs) It says, clean your shit straight away or put it in the dishwasher or at least remember to clean up after yourself if you like have to rush to work or whatever. Because like, obviously I understand sometimes you just need to put something in the sink and you're like, I'll come back to it later. But there's nothing worse than having to clean up after someone that you're sharing a house with or my like pet hate is you go to put something in the bin and the bin is like overflowing and you're like who the like who put this bloody muesli box in here like it's falling out like just take the bloody bin out re-put a plastic bag in there like we're all good like just don't be lazy (laughs) oh yes it's honestly the little things that piss me off in like a share house situation. Or like you go to use your Brita water filter jug and it's empty. Oh. Like no one's filled it up. Oh. <laughs> Grinds my gears. Honestly, nothing worse. Mitch is so good for that. Like, I mean, he's bad for that. He will constantly use stuff and then not put it away in the right spot or like put milk back when it doesn't have anything in it. Oh, oh my gosh. The bin reminded me of, um, oh, I had a really bad passive aggressive moment, which is you know bound to happen when you're living in seven fucking share houses. Anyway, long story short, I ended up leaving like the full bin outside their bedroom door, like just in a big bin bag so that when they opened the door, it was there for them to take out. <laughs> and then, oh, we just had like such a big fight. But anyway, it was it was handled in the end. But don't be passive aggressive. Have conversations. Have house meetings. If you're in a house more than two people, like, you know, you're probably communicating pretty well if there's only just two of you. Um, but like, you know, we had about four of us living together and you've got to have regular meetings, um, especially when COVID happened and like people had different ideas on what was okay, like um, who was coming over. Like there was some really like heated discussions that happened about COVID and all that. So yeah, just communicate. We hope you guys liked this episode. We hope you got something out of it. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode. I've, I've had a great time. Same. I was saying to Lara, I feel like we need to do like horrible housemate stories. So if yeah. you guys have any horrible housemate stories, feel free to write in. We're, our email's in the bio, I'm pretty sure. Um, if not, flick us a DM on Instagram. 
we would love to share some of your stories and share some of our own too. I don't know. I feel like I'm the horrible housemate. <laughs> How are you the horrible housemate? Some of the tales that I've got, I'm like reflecting, mm, actually, I think I'm the horrible one here. <laughs> All right. Well, it's good to be back. We will catch up with you next week. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review and find us on Instagram at some would say podcast. Talk then.